Amen. So let's go to James 1 from verse 2 to 8. You ready? Yes, please. James 1 verses 2 through 8. Dear brothers and sisters, when trouble comes your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. See that combo again? The combination of faith and patience again, showing up there. When your faith is tested, that is your opportunity to produce patience. Amen. Okay. See that combination. That is why I said earlier that whatever you're going through now, you begin to ask the Lord to give you joy through it. Because even though you're going through a lot in the physical, your flesh is like, no, I want it now. I want it now. You know? That's what your flesh is screaming. But your spirit is actually engaging God in heaven and you are producing the substance that is patience and pulling it into your life for generations. So instead of your bloodline beginning to be the ones that, okay, is now or never, this thing I want, I can kill to have it. I can steal to have it. I can betray someone to have it. Like Judas needed that money so much that he would even betray Jesus to have that money. I don't think that would have been the same story for the other disciples. If you come from a lineage where you're like, I must do this to have it now. By you engaging faith and patience, you can begin to correct some abnormalities in your bloodline. Amen. Next verse, please. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Wow. That we can come to a place of perfection and be so complete that we lack nothing. I always have kind of joke around with patience. I'm like, Lord, I don't want to have to pay for patience because when I pay for patience, you just let me have it. But it looks like I need to be praying for patience. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to yeah, the Greek word for patience is actually macrothumia. And it comes from the roots of two words, macros and thermos. So macros means long and thermos means temper. So it's long temper. So anytime you see forbearance, you see lenience, you see fortitude or patience or endurance or long suffering, they are all the same. So you're supposed to be able to go through that suffering that trial for a period of time a lifetime (laughs) (laughs) well i always ask i always ask the lord what is the difference between having isaac at 50 and having him at 99 (laughs) what is the difference why does he have to wait for so long and his younger brother had like was it is it 12 children like man if you were to look at the flesh the things you would do Mm. but that's why we're having generation after generation of new evils because we're not engaging the substance of heaven so we're not even able to there's a way the word is actually interpreted it says that It describes a person who has the power 
to exercise revenge, but instead exercises restraint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> no, like, I was like, man, I'm like, Lord, we need to be taught this thing so that we can see them materialize in our lives. Because we have been taught to specialize in several things to, you know, use this cream over time. It will make your skin look like a certain celebrity. And we will use that (laughs) cream as long as we know that celebrity is using it. We will use it for years. We will use it. Even if we're not seeing the changes, we will use it, right? (laughs) Or we hear that this celebrity went to this certain school and that's where they got their training for something, or maybe they traveled to a certain country and they met a certain guru somewhere and had some spiritual experiences. Then we also pack our bags and then we travel to that place and go and have those supernatural experiences too. Or they are promoting certain practices that are not even godly. And they say that this was how I was able to get whatever I have, my riches. This was where it started we are ready to go through the torture and the pain required to get that because we look at that celebrity and we're like, that's who we want to be. Well, Abraham is our celebrity. Amen. We can look at his life, being the father of nations, he had all these people giving birth in his house. All this bunch of people, slaves were giving birth, they kept multiplying They kept eating his food, wearing his clothes, and he had no child to wear his or to eat his food. And at some point, because of trusting the Lord, he was even like, Lord, you don't have to give me a son. You see, this slave guy that I have has lived with me for so many years. You know, he can be my son. You know, his children can be my children. This is the kind of example that the Lord is calling us to tailor our lives after. If we want to change in our lives and in our generations in the midst of this whole decay that is going on, you know, we often wonder, oh, some things were acceptable before, but now they are. It's a decay that has taken place. You know, growing up, most of us were like, you had to make your father proud, right? Oh, this is the family you come from. Remember the family you come from, remember? But now you have a generation that tells you, no, that is restricting you from being your full self. Whatever you want to do, you can do it. Nobody's willing to wait and struggle, go through the huddles to become what God has called them to do. There are too many shortcuts because we have made the wrong agreements. We are looking at the wrong people. We are imitating the wrong people. All of that pressure that Abraham went through, all of that sacrifice is what has led to us being saved today. Because if a man on earth was willing to take hold of his promised child and lay him on an altar and kill him, if a human being was willing to do it on the earth, God in heaven was going to do it too. God in heaven would do it too because a man on earth came into agreement with God that I can do this for you. And then God is like, okay, I will do this for you. Amen. 
So you think that you're just being patient for this and that? No, you are changing your bloodline. You are changing the decisions your bloodline is making. We are making decisions for Jesus today and accepting salvation because of Abraham. We're able to wait for the promise of God and have hope and believe that every promise he has made to us will come to pass because Abraham believed against all odds. Everything imaginable was thrown at him, but he never gave up. And so you have a generation after Abraham who were willing to do several sacrifices for so many years. And then you have us, the Gentile, be grafted into God and begin to enjoy the promises that God made to Abraham. And are we going to uphold this promise so that it doesn't end with us, but it continues for generations to come? Are we going to uproot the patterns of the past and begin to establish the new? Because we are choosing to engage tangible substances that are of the spirit in God's spirit realm kingdom. And we as spirit beings have access to all of that. And we can begin to materialize it through every pain, through every struggle, through every trial, through praying for that child, through asking the Lord to deliver that child, through asking the Lord to heal that person, through asking the Lord to save your loved ones. Are you willing to keep persevering year after year, not looking at the natural because faith is not the things you can see in the natural. But you are saying, you know what? There is a combo in heaven and that combo is faith and patience. And as I continue to look to God to transform the situation, there are things that will be thrown at me. My faith will be tested. I am positioning myself for what is expected. Because in James 1 from verse 2, it says that I can begin to count the joys of going through those trials. Mm. Knowing that as this substance called faith that I'm engaging doesn't make sense to anybody else. But to me, it makes sense because I'm operating in the spirit. I must keep persevering as I'm doing that. I am producing patience. Knowing that the testing of your faith is producing patience. This is God's word. So when we produce patience, we allow patience have its perfect work. Patience is alive. And it is working inside of us. Remember, it comes from the Holy Spirit. It is having its perfect work in us. And it will cause us to lack nothing. Amen. Valerie, can you finish um, from verse 5 to 8, I think? Okay. Mm -hmm. So verse 5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. But when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver. A person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed by the wind. Okay. Remember how we talked about the ungodly, how they are tossed back and forth? We said in Psalm 1, 4, the ungodly are like the chaff which the wind blows away. Also in Jude 1 from verse 12 to 13, these are spots, that's these ungodly people, they are spots in your feast while they feast with you without fear, serving only themselves. 
the flesh. They are clouds without water, carried about by the winds, late autumn trees without fruit, twice dead, pulled by the roots, raging waves of the sea, forming up their own shape, wandering stars for whom there is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. So when we begin to doubt our faith, we become like this. We become weightless like this because faith grounds you. It makes you so weighty Mm. that you are grounded. You can't be tossed around because faith is a weighty substance that you choose Mm. to create inside of you. It enables you look beyond what ordinary people will look for you to have that spiritual insight. You're not ordinary anymore. So when God begins to place you on heaven scales, remember we studied about Belshazzar and how he, he was found wanting. You will balance out mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, immediately you're placed on those scales. You just, boom, you bump out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is how the kingdom of heaven is. So you are engaging something weighty and that's what makes mm-hmm. you weighty. By engaging doubt, you are engaging what is opposite to what you should engage. You become shaky. You are not rooted. Can't engage truth. You can't believe God. And that is what demons want to happen. So that you do not receive the promise. So that he can continue cheating you out of your promise. And continue cheating your generations after you. Okay. um, Verse 7. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. That's it, right there. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Because as you're going through that trial, you're producing patience. There's a process going on within you, and patience is living and active. And there's a completion you will attain, which will lead you to lack nothing. Mm. Praise God. You will not be tossed around with, oh, he did this. Oh, she broke it. Oh, our agreement was messed up. No, you won't be tossed around like that. You'll be like, well, I pray for you because you're operating in the flesh. If only you knew, you would engage faith. If only you knew better, you will see the work of patience happening for you. You know what, um, Nadia, for me, mm-hmm. I think it was, was the fact that I used to think that that meant that, you know, counted all joy meant that I had to be all happy or act all happy and everything when I was going through trials. And I think that's where people get confused. Mm. Um, and that's where the, the, they don't engage patients because they think, you know, Oh, how can I be patient when I'm just, this is not, this is not good. I'm not happy. This hurts. And, and people, what I had to realize for me, I don't know, but for me, I had to realize it's okay to feel pain. It's okay to be hurt, but just count it all joy. Meaning that not meaning that you have to act like nothing is going on because it is going on. Mm -hmm. Meaning that you have to realize that if you count it all joy, you know, that it's going to produce something in the end. So we don't have to, we don't have to, um, I don't have to pretend that it's okay because if, 
if there's something going on that's heavy for me and, and I'm going through something and, and you ask me or how are you or whatever, you know, and I just try to pretend like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Everything. You know, that's not helping me be patient. That's not helping me produce patience. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's just lying. Really, yes. Because it's not. And that's the, God doesn't expect you to, to start telling, you know, saying stuff that's not true, but he does expect you to count it all joy because inside, even though you're going through what you're going through, you know what it's going to produce. Exactly. You know? And yes. so that's where the patience comes in, you wow. know, for me. Yeah. That's awesome. I am so excited about my book. Spirit, spirit, spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far. But, you know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the the support. And thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom realm with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. (laughs) It is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, it was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of the Spirit.